Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You got anything you've hoped for? Faith is the substance. It's what you lay hold of. The substance of things you hope for. It's the evidence. What's the evidence? Faith is the evidence. Things not seen. What do you hope for but not see yet? What do you hope for but not see yet? Faith is the substance and faith is the evidence. Somebody needs to lay hold on that tonight. I'm going to say it one more time. What do you hope for? And what have you not seen yet? Faith is the substance and faith is the evidence. Praise God. My Lord. Every once in a while when the Spirit of God moves like this on me. There's such faith that rises in my spirit. I just believe, Brother Lewis, I could pray for anything. And I can't be reckless, right? I still want to follow the leading of the Holy but Whatever he'd put in my spirit to pray. In Jesus' name. That's not my faith. You understand? That's not my faith. That's his faith. When we pray in faith, we learn to pray in his faith. I, I was sharing this yesterday. The Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I don't even live by my own faith anymore. I'm not even living by my own faith, Paul said, when I'm crucified with Christ. When Christ is living in me, I'm also living by his faith. Amen? Praise God. I, um, 1 Kings chapter 18. I feel such a witness of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord was, when the Lord was dealing with me about these scriptures earlier today, uh, and then now all this that's going on, it's like the Lord is confirming his word before we've gone to his word in my spirit anyway. We'll see what bears witness with our spirit tonight. 1 Kings chapter 18. 1 Kings chapter 18. And we will start there with verse 41. First Kings 18.41 says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Elijah's the prophet, Ahab's the king, Get you up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. Notice, I want you to notice this. Ahab is a wicked king. Ahab was worshiping Baal. Now he just saw fire fall and consume over 400 prophets of Baal. So he might have a little more faith in God than he had a few moments before. 
but it has not rained for three years. And this prophet Elijah is the reason, and Ahab's mad at him. And it hasn't rained, but Elijah told Ahab, it's going to rain, so go eat and drink. And Ahab, a wicked king, responded to the word of God. Didn't he? And Ahab went up to eat and drink. Hadn't rained for three years. He could have said, sure, it's going to rain. I'm not playing your game, Elijah. You're the reason it's not raining. I'm not falling into your trap, whatever. But a wicked king would receive the word of God from a prophet. Sometimes I can be more stubborn than a wicked king. That's not what we're going to talk about tonight. Some of you are like, oh, no, no. He went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went to the top of Carmel, Mount Carmel. Watch what he did. Has it rained yet? No, hasn't rained. So Elijah, the prophet, went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. You have this picture? All right, visual. I'm not Elijah. He's on the top of the mountain where fire has fallen. And he is now like this. Whew, dizzy. You got it? He's on his face, head between his knees, crying out to God. Right? And said to his servant. So he paused from his prayer. Turned to his servant. Go now, look toward the sea. And he went up, the servant went up and looked and said, there's nothing. So apparently the servant went and looked, came back. And he said, go again seven times. Now, what this means is he went and he came back. Said, there's nothing. The prophet Elijah, there on his face with his head between his knees, prayed again. And said, go again. And he came back and he said, there's nothing. And the prophet Elijah put his face back down between his knees and, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. He prayed again. And he looked up and said, go again. And the servant went and he came back. He said, there's nothing. And the prophet Elijah put his face down between his knees again. And he finally stopped praying. And he looked up and he said, go again. He came back and the servant said, there's nothing. The prophet Elijah put his face down between his, are you getting the picture? And he prayed again. He said, go again. Seven times the prophet stopped and prayed. Now notice, he'd already told the king, I hear a sound. He'd spoken in faith. But then he began to pray. Somebody hearing me tonight. 
He had spoken in faith. And then he began to pray. And when he prayed the first time, nothing happened. There was no indicator. There was no evidence. So he prayed again. Seven times. Verse 44. It came to pass at the seventh time that he said, that's his servant. He said... Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, this is Elijah, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and get down, that the rain stop you not. Question, has it rained yet? No. But now he has physical evidence. Enough to say, that's all I need. Something changed. What's a cloud the size of a man's hand going to do? Something changed. I was just waiting for a change. And now that the change has taken place, I'm speaking again in faith. Watch. Verse 45, it came to pass in the meanwhile, a little time passed, the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins, and he ran before Ahab. Ahab was in his chariot. The man of God outran the chariot. He ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Whew. Go to the book of James, chapter 5. James, chapter 5. It's near the back of your Bible. Right after the book of Hebrews, James, chapter 5. Starting with verse 13. James 5 and 13. James asks some questions and gives some answers. Don't you like it when the Word of God gives answers? It always does if you'll dig. If I'll dig. Listen to James' question. Is any sick among you? Oh, no, that's the wrong verse. 13. Is any among you afflicted? Here's your answer. Pray. Is that what it says? Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Sing psalms. Is any sick among you? So see, that should tell you if you wanted to dig a little bit. Afflicted and sick are two different things. All right. Is any sick among you? Let him 
call for the elders of the church. I'm going to just pause right here for a minute. Just a moment of teaching. Notice the instruction of Scripture. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Sometimes we say, well, if somebody learns I'm sick, I wish they'd come pray for me. The responsibility is on the sick person to call for the elders in the church. Isn't that what it says? Okay. Moving on. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Watch verse 15. And the prayer of faith. That's what we've been talking about tonight. It's what we've been doing, praying in faith. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Prayer is pretty powerful, isn't it? Verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Something happens when you and I begin praying for each other. Healing comes in our life. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias, that's Elijah that we just read about. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Now, verse 16. Oft quoted the latter part of that verse. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I want to read that to you in the Amplified. If I can do that. Listen to this in the Amplified. Verse 16. I'll read the whole verse. Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray one for another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man is able to accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God. It is dynamic and can have tremendous power. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, with the same physical, mental, and spiritual limitations and shortcomings. And he prayed intensely for it not to rain. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. If we are anything... In this hour, as children of God, we should be, we must be people of prayer. I, in my own life, am so thankful for these words. Notice what James felt necessary to point out under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. He said, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. What does that mean? 
subject to like passions. It simply means Elijah was a man that dealt with humanity just like you and I did. Or do. Sorry, we're all still here. Elijah was a man that dealt with humanity just like you and I do. He was subject to like feelings, emotions, problems, short. He was human. He was as human as you and I. You've heard me say it before, but it bears repeating. We read about these men and women of God in Scripture, and we read and we put them on this pedestal and go, oh, I just don't know how they... And we forget. And it's, so James reminded us, he was a man like you and me. He was human like you and I. He was subject to feelings, emotions, failures, shortcomings. That's why I like the Amplified. It says that, shortcomings. Like you and I. He was like us. But it didn't stop him from praying earnestly, intensely, effectively until God answered. We read it there in 1 Kings 18. Seven times he put his face back between his knees and prayed for rain. Seven times. No evidence six of those times. But he kept on praying. He kept on praying. He kept on praying. I have a question for you and for me tonight. How many prayers is God waiting to answer? But we stopped praying. The effectual, fervent prayer. Somebody needs to hear this tonight. Keep praying. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. You say, I've been praying, Brother Hart. Pray again. Pray again. How long? Until. Until you see something change that gives you the indicator. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. My faith is working. My faith is working. The faith of God operating through my life is working. Come on. The Lord's not trying to browbeat any of you. He's trying to encourage you tonight. Pray again. Elijah was a man just like you and I. He dealt with, I'm sure, doubt. Question, misunderstanding, wondering, questioning his own humanity. But what did he do? He didn't get up and say, oh, well, I thought it was going to rain. He put his head back between his knees. He put his face to the ground. And he cried out to God again, Lord, make it rain. Make it rain. I don't know what it sounded like. It's interesting to me. Earlier in the chapter, we see all 63 or 64 words that he prayed that caused fire to fall from heaven. But in this prayer that he prayed so intensely, effectually, fervently, seven different times we find him praying, but we don't see or hear his prayer. That's not recorded. But in his humanity, just like you and I, I would imagine that the first time he thought, okay, well, okay, I'll pray again. And his second time and his third time. I don't know if doubt tried to enter in. I'd imagine maybe it did. He was a man subject to like passions as you and I. But he did not stop praying. It's the reason James pulled upon the Old Testament story from history and reminded you and I the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. I like the way one translation says it. It is powerful in its working. Mine and your prayer when we continue fervent in prayer is powerful in its working. Elijah prayed again. Elijah prayed again. 
Elijah prayed again. And Elijah prayed again. I'm not ashamed in any way to tell you. There's some prayers. I've been praying for more than 30 years. I'm not going to stop praying them. I'm not giving up hope. I can tell you there's days where I've wondered, I don't know. But when that thought comes to me, I go back and I'll pray, God, help my unbelief. Give me faith. I'm praying again. I've got some things in your word that are true. And because of your word, I'm praying this again in faith. I'm going to continue praying until I see some evidence. I'm going to continue praying until something changes. Someone hear me. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. I'm not trying to. I don't know what the word. I'm not trying to convince you. I feel the spirit of the Lord appealing to you and I. Pray again. Elijah, put your head between your knees. Put your face to the ground one more time. And pray again. But I don't see anything. I understand. But God's ear is not closed. God's arm is not short. His spirit is not slack. I'm trying to stir your faith. The spirit of God is trying to stir your faith. Pray again. Pray again. Pray until. Pray in faith. Pray in faith. Pray again. Pray again. Pray again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, pray right now. Come on, pray right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hitarama soyokoti ashatai. Hallelujah. Ilamando roboko shia, ramando roboko yia, ramando roboko yiara. Ilamando roboko shia, ramando roboko rianamaso yataha. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Look with me again back at 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah, where we started reading, said, go tell Ahab to get up, eat and drink. I hear the sound. I hear the sound. 
Notice. He heard the sound and after much prayer. He saw the hand. Right? Where does faith come from? Y'all are such great students. Believers. Faith cometh by hearing. He said, I hear the sound. Starts with hearing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Where was Elijah's word of God? 1 Kings 18, verse number 1. See, you could almost miss it because you got so far and fire fell on the altar and so much happened. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself to Ahab. I will send rain upon the earth. <laughs> Elijah had a word from God. Now, a lot took place between the mountain and the word. I mean, good grief. He had some back and forth with Obadiah. And then he met Ahab. Then he ended up on a mountaintop. Then he had him build an altar. And then he spent all day watching 400 prophets of Baal sacrifice and carry on and call out to a God that doesn't exist and cut themselves with knives and bleeding. And he gathered all of Israel there and proclaimed whatever God answers by fire. Let him be God. And all this is going on all day. And he's watching this and he's dealing with all of this. And Enduring all of this, he's sitting back mocking and laughing and he's carrying on and, and then they're done and it's almost evening. It's the time of the evening sacrifice and Elijah comes and he stands, prays his 60-something word prayer and fire falls out of heaven, consumes the altar, the sacrifice on it, all the wood, all the stones, all the water in the trench round about it. And this, a lot's happened since the Lord spoke the word about rain. And you know what happens in our life? The Lord will give us something. And then stuff happens in between the time he gave it to us. And, and we forgot what he told us. The Lord spoke a word to us. And maybe great things happen like fire falling from heaven. But enough happened that our mind and our thoughts went a different way and we forgot something. Elijah didn't forget. God said, I will send rain. So when he spoke to Ahab, he spoke in faith, faith that came by hearing. I hear the sound. And hearing came by the word of the Lord. But what he saw changed everything. We need to hear and we need to see. In faith. In faith.
have to, I have had to repent and ask the Lord to forgive me at times where I have sought to pray for a need and move on too quickly rather than going back and praying again until. Now, there are times where there's things he'll put on my spirit and I'll pray and then he lifts them from my spirit and I don't pray about them again. But there are some things where I haven't seen change yet. I haven't gotten released from the Holy Ghost yet. And so I'm going to keep praying until I'm going to pray again. I'm going to pray again. I'm not begging God, you understand. I'm not talking about begging God. I'm talking about praying in faith until. There are certain things that we must learn to stand on the Word of God. All right? There's one scripture. Why don't you stand with me? I'm, I'm finishing here. There's one scripture that I reference often when I'm praying for different individuals that I know to be the will of God. It's the power of praying the word. It's the power of praying the word. Why do you think the adversary wants you too busy to spend time in the word? Because then you won't have... You won't know what the Lord said that you can stand on. I believe there's nothing more powerful than going to God and saying, Lord, your word says. Your word says. And so. What I'm doing is not demanding God, right? I'm not going, God, but your word says. No, what I'm doing is I'm going to him in faith and saying, Lord, I'm praying in faith because your word says I have faith in what you've spoken. And so my prayer is not one of demand upon you, Lord. My prayer is one of faith, faith in this, your word. You're a God that cannot lie. And because you cannot lie, I'm praying according to your word, God. You with me? Anytime I pray, I don't know if it's fair to say anytime. Let me let me restate that. Almost every time I pray for a lost soul, I remind the Lord of his word. Lord, you are not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. This is your will, Lord. It's your will. God, you know. That if you don't reach to them, they're going to perish. So I'm praying according to your will. Reach to them. Rescue them. Turn their heart. Your word says you're not willing that they should perish. But they would come to repentance. So I'm praying your word one more time, God. See, some of us, we just need a conviction of the word of God. And then once I have a conviction of the word of God, 
I'll get like Elijah and I'll pray until Elijah had a word. I'm going to send rain. And so what did he do? He prayed until he saw evidence that rain was going to come. I feel the spirit of the Lord trying to get into our spirit tonight. So that there would be something that gets in us that says, I've got a resolve, not of my own human intellect, but I have a resolve by the word of God. I'm going to pray until I see evidence. I'm going to pray until I see evidence. And I feel some of what you're wrestling with. Some of you are battling the adversary already, pushing against your mind going, yeah, but, yeah, but. You need to push that out. That's not the voice of God. His is a word of faith. The word says, I can pray according to the word of God. I can pray according to the word of God. Jesus said the anointing is upon me to open the eyes of the blind, to set at liberty them that are captive. I can pray for the captive to be loosed and know that I'm praying the will of God. And so I pray until it happens. I'm going to pray until it happens. I'm going to pray until it happens. We must be people of prayer. We must be people of effectual, fervent prayer. This is the call of God for this hour. This is the desire of God for the church. Pray until. Pray until. Pray again. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I had more scripture, but I think we're done. Praise God. We'll finish where we started. What do you hope for that you don't have evidence for yet? I don't mean winning lottery numbers. I'm talking about in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. In your world, in your sphere of influence. What do you hope for that you've not seen yet? Faith is the substance and the evidence. So pray again. In Jesus' name. Father, 